Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, hope you enjoyed those excerpts from past guests. Uh, my next guest is Michael Karoff from Karoff Communications in San Diego. He's been with us several times before and always has great tips. You know, if you're in business of, of, of any type, you need to pay attention to how you communicate with the world. And at Karoff Communications, their major focus is on your sales from the expert search team research through the sophisticated coding and link building, and finally the detailed tracking and analysis they trace the path that delivers customers to you. Now, no other SEO company is as single-minded in this pursuit as Karoff Communications. And today we're going to talk about measuring the results of your SEO and or your pay-per-click campaign. So, Michael, thank you so much for joining me once again today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Bill? Great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to have you with us. Uh, we've talked about, you know, uh, in and around this, the idea of SEO and different types of pay-per-click campaigns. If you would, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and what your company does and, and what's important for them to pay attention to today. Absolutely. The company got started 24 years ago in 1995 when I had a, a blind luck opportunity not only to build a website for a client but to promote that website to bring in new business. And it was so successful at the time that for the next 13 years, I made the bulk of my income from commissions that I made from this client. So I really was sort of set in a trial by fire. And mm -hmm. I think that's what causes the fact that I'm so focused on, on the bottom line, which is sales, because for me, it was how I actually made my income. I couldn't just theoretically do well for my clients. I had to actually make it work. I believe that has colored my experience in the company I've built since then. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's that's what drove your your success in the past, and and you realize for for a lot of companies out there, um, they may not know what they don't know in some of these areas today. Things are changing always very rapidly. So, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see? Uh, people making these days when it comes to SEO and things like pay-per-click, and how do you measure results? The biggest mistake that I see, and, and there are num a number of them, but the biggest mistake I see is for companies to think they can A, understand the process, and B, direct it. What happens with that is that 
they're trying to direct the SEO PPC agency in how to run the campaigns. And of course, since they don't really know what they're doing, they're making bad decisions. The SEO agency can either carry them out or not, not do it, not work with the client. If they carry them out, then the results are not surprisingly disappointing. So the, the main thing I would, I would advise companies is, if you're going to hire an SEO PPC agency, find the best one you can based on reviews from other people in the business and trust them. Doesn't mean you shouldn't watch them or know what's going on, but don't try to manage the process yourself. It's just, it's counterproductive. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that um, get friendly advice maybe from other business owners or other types of businesses, because there are a lot today of peer groups of business owners that get together and uh, a manufacturing type company, based company might say, well, here's, here's what you need to do, but they might be talking to a totally different type of a company or situation. So how, uh, how wary should people be of that friendly advice they get from well-meaning uh, other business owners? Take it with a grain of salt. What is it they say? Uh, free advice is worth what you paid for it. <laughs> Often, right. Oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes that's true. The fact is that unless they themselves, the people giving advice, are in the business of SEO or PPC, they likely as not have at, at best incomplete and at worst completely wrong information. One of the things that, that makes it's so complicated for business owners to trust an agency is that oftentimes what you're doing in SEO and PPC is counterintuitive from a gut perspective. And people who have built successful businesses have probably done it by trusting their gut, which is great. The problem is we're looking at impassionate data and using that to make decisions. Much like, let's say, a financial advisor isn't going out and buying the latest stock because they think it's cool. They're doing it based on the data. And just like you need to trust your financial advisor, you need to trust your agency to understand the data and interpret it correctly. Good point. Everything's customizable these days. And, you know, in, in your world, uh, things change rapidly. Are there new up-and-coming um, uh, types of media that you think will be uh, in vogue. You know, it's, it, I, I'm reminded of uh, the, the changes in technology over the years, and I'm an old dog, so I remember, you know, when, when things like the fax machine came into play and everybody's, oh, if, if you want to get everybody's attention, you need to send a fax, and then everybody received so many faxes, they said, well, that's not working, so now you need to send an email. And, uh, you know, everything that's old is new again, but what's happening it seems like we've gone from uh to a lot of video content a lot of streaming content um are are those um trends continuing to emerge and is there anything new on the horizon they are all continuing to emerge and there there are all these new technologies and delivery systems in the market what i think has become much more important over the last several years especially, is that you need to look at a multiplicity of channels. So it used to be you could run an SEO campaign and see the results and go, that's great. Or a 
you know, an advertising campaign and see the results that great, that's great. Now, what we find with tracking is that someone who has eventually come to your site and made a contact or purchased or made an inquiry has gotten there through multiple channels. They've searched organically. They've had the results in their bookmarks. They've clicked on a pay-per-click ad or two. They have interacted with a company via social media. So you have to look at the whole picture at the forest, as it were, and say, I can't just focus on individual trees. I have to look at how the whole forest works together as a unit. And that's tough. It's complex. Interesting. You know, and so, so many of the uh, technologies over the last few years have been new to the consumer. And as you, as you mentioned now, the consumer is now becoming more experienced with using um, ver- these various types of technologies. From a business owner's perspective, Michael, is there a, a simple way to connect SEO and or uh, pay-per-click directly to sales? There is a way to connect it. Unfortunately, there is no simple way. And, and I'm glad you asked this because we get asked it all the time. Essentially, the question means that, that we get asked is, well, what was working? Let's do that. And as, mm-hmm. I, as I mentioned before, it's oftentimes multiple channels that have brought the consumer to your site. So, in fact, now Google in their analytics program has introduced a function called attribution. What attribution does is it says, if I had someone who came to my site and eventually filled out a form requesting more information, and they came to the site eight times, and three were from organic search, two were from pay-per-click, two were from referrals from other sites, and one was from social media, what's the percentage of importance of each of those channels to the interaction. So it was 20% pay-per-click, 35% organic SEO, 20% social media. I think you see where I'm going with this. That's that whole picture. No one of those would have done it on its own. It's the, it's the, the combined efforts of all the channels, and that's where it can become very difficult to analyze is if I'm looking at all these channels, how can I analyze it? It's it's not a simple thing. Can you, though, break it down into stages like early on? Uh, and of course, we've all experienced, I, I, hope, I hope it's not just me, I, I search for something. Next thing I know when I'm reading a news feed or something like that, there it is. You know, it's, it's reminding me. Uh, uh, that I, I looked at this, I was interested in this, and that uh, it just won't let me forget. And then I, you know, and, and that's a big part of it is, is creating and maintaining that initial curiosity and awareness leading back to me going, okay, now I have time, now I'll click on this and look into it. And then uh, kind of, again, leading down the path of uh, moving towards, towards a purchase. Um, are, what would you call those different stages? That's a, that's a really good point, and there are different stages. The first is exploration or, or just research. The second is looking for reviews or analyzing you know, the, the consumer trying to evaluate the value of your service or product. Uh, the third is communicating with you directly, whether it's a phone call or an email form, and then finally is purchase. And you're right, each of those stages has characteristic behaviors 
and each of them can involve, again, multiple channels to get there. Interesting. It's very, it's, you know, marketing's always fascinated me. Uh, it's it's moved well beyond uh, the yellow pages, <laughs> well beyond, uh, <laughs> and, and there's so much psychology that goes into these things, uh, how you craft a message, what it looks like, um, to to different types of consumers, right? It's just it's become multifaceted and and of course uh, way too complicated for the busy business owner to take on themselves. So uh, ultimately, uh, I think a lot of business owners, like they do many many things, wonder, okay, how do I know if this is working? What what's my? Uh, I could have a lot of uh, exploration type of clicks, but I'm not seeing the purchases. Is it are they are they making it into the pipeline or are they falling out somewhere? How do we demonstrate or how do they they understand if the program's working? Good point. We use a number of tracking programs. Google Analytics is a huge one. Google Search Console and others. And we are tracking the progress at every stage. So we can say up to the point of them making an inquiry what's working, how well it's working, where they're falling out of the path. Where we often lose it, unless we work with the business owner, is that last step, the actual sale. Let's suppose that the sale comes over a phone call or a meeting in person. We don't know that unless they help us tie it in. So that's where it helps for the business owner to work with the SEO company so they can tie in the actual sale back to what happened. And if, they, if we have that data from them, we can then look at it and say, here's what led up to that. And again, it's, it's not just one tracking platform. It's multiple tracking platforms that show us how that worked. Interesting. You know, there's uh, what question in my mind is, is there is there hope for the small business owner competing against the Amazons of the world? Because it seems like when it comes time, they may make the product now, but when it comes time to purchase, a lot of consumers say, "Well, I want one deliver. I want one throat to choke when it comes to delivery, billing, and returns." in a lot of consumer purchases these days, right? So I don't want to have to worry about trying to get my money back if it's, you know, I want easy returns and uh, on, on consumer goods. Now, my, so my question is, um, it seems like from what I'm hearing, and we've all gone to Costco and seen Kirkland, you know, the Costco brand is everything from vodka to batteries, right? Um, Amazon's going down that same road. What do you think from a marketing standpoint, it looks like down the road for the, the small manufacturer out there competing with this behemoth uh, delivery system? Wow. Excellent question. How, how many hours do I have? Not many. <laughs> uh, um, no, Bill, you, you've put your finger on a major concern that is, you know, that is worrying a lot of our clients is we have to sell on Amazon because we can't not we can't avoid it and yet it's competing with our own direct sales i don't have an easy answer for that i one of the things i think is that because amazon is so successful you're going to start seeing competing channels whether it's walmart or costco mm -hmm. yes. or other big companies start to compete with amazon so it's going to be multiple channels 
Whether that will make it easier or worse for the consumer, I don't know. My guess is that part of the effect of that will be those channels competing for third-party sellers, which means they'll have to pay more than they do now. And Amazon has basically had the monopoly. So if they say, you sell through us, we want to keep 55% of the sale, you have no choice. Mm -hmm. But when they're competing against five or seven or ten other distributors, they may have to say, okay, you know, well, we'll give you 75% of the sale instead of 45%. I hope that's a, that's a path. As far as the consumer competing online with those major channels, you just have to learn how to thread the needle to either be where they're not or to find a way to exist along with them and get consumers to come through you as well. But, but again, you're right. It's, mm -hmm. it's a concern and there is no easy answer. Yeah, I think, I think uh, more problematic than anything else is the concern about uh, what I would call disintermediation, which is where the, the business creates a product, fills a gap in the, in the marketplace, uh, does a lot of hard work to promote that product, and then somewhere along the channel from exploration to, as you mentioned, like reviews and demonstration to direct contact and purchase, somewhere along the line, someone else has a, a proprietary right in that channel and, and jumps on top of, for instance, here's an example. Let's say you want a, a, a swimsuit and uh, you find a swimsuit you like from a manufacturer that you, you like, you, you go and you've expressed an interest, and now all of a sudden the messages start coming in from um, uh, Amazon jumps in the way and says, well, here's the, have you, you're looking at swimsuits. Have you thought about these other swimsuits that are available uh, made by other people that might be less expensive? You know, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that kind of lane, lane jumping, if you will, uh, with – Someone else say, well, we, now we have a consumer. Thank you very much for getting them interested in swimsuits. Now we're going to try to sell them another brand along the way. Um, is there any way to protect against that in the world of, of SEO and pay-per-click on, on, the, on the path from exploration to purchase? Unfortunately, not, not any really solid way that I can think of. You... The best way, I think, to combat that is to form a strong online relationship with your consumers when they're in the investigative stage. So maybe on your site, you have compelling content, you interact with them on social media or through the site, so that at some point, the consumer feels some sense of loyalty. Now, is that going to completely yes. counteract the convenience of Amazon? No, it's not possible. But I think you can help you can help to keep some of the business yourself. Michael, you always uh, help uh, our listeners think a little bit deeper about their uh, how they communicate, their SEO. You do a tremendous job. And, of course, we're, we're both members of a group called Provisors, which means that we're both well-networked. Uh, so if, uh, if you're listening to this and you want help, with your, the way you communicate, your SEO programs, your pay-per-click. There's no one better to call than Michael Karoff of Karoff Communications. Uh, Michael, your, I know your website is www.karoff.com, which is C-A-R-O-F-F.com. Um, would you prefer people just go there to start to get to know you better? Absolutely. And if they want to contact me directly, all the information is on the site. 
Uh, very, very uh, much appreciated. Uh, great information today. Thanks so much for joining me once again. Always great to talk to you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 